everybody. This is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, and it's Melanie, Big Mama. Um, so do you think we just open up with the question portion of the day? Yeah, and I think we need to probably acknowledge the fact that we have a sassy new theme song. Okay, perfect. Sassy new theme song, because we felt like it would convey the proper podcast image to have a good theme song. Well, yeah, and the fact that this is where you will come for all your serious news. Well, absolutely, absolutely, and up to the minute news, mm-hmm. no less. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. And I would like to do the weather at some point. Oh, absolutely, that would be great because everybody around the country could benefit from hearing about the weather in Alabama. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that it's thundering right now. So if you hear something in the background here, you may know that it's thundering mm-hmm. today in San Antonio. So there's a little weather for you right there. Let's see, it's just as multifaceted. That's true. Maybe you could be like Al Roker and start like people could send in if it's their 100th birthday. You could do like special wishes. Yes, maybe I could. (laughs) Just something to consider. Um, Or, you know, we could just go take this podcast and do it from Sissy's room. Well, that's true because then it'd be every day would be like a 100th birthday celebration. It really would. It really would. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to answer some questions, right? Yes, we had some reader questions. You want to go first? Um, sure. I'll start. I am going to start with a question. Happy at the Burger Buzz mm-hmm. um, had a question, and she wanted to know the most challenging part of motherhood. And when I first read that, I was like, wow, that would really lead to like a deep, introspective mm-hmm. podcast to talk about the most challenging part of motherhood. But I had an experience last night that for me was the most challenging part of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that is when your child wakes up at three in the morning and tells you they have a headache and you feel bad for them and you can tell they're a little feverish and you put them in bed with you and then you lay them down and you're getting all settled and just as you're about to crawl in bed next to them, they throw up all over your bed. Mm-hmm. That is a challenge. I think that is the most challenging part of motherhood because you go through, number one, the gross out factor of I can't believe I have throw up in my bed. Number two, what, where do I even start with the cleanup? Mm-hmm. Do I hit the sheets first before it goes through the mattress pad and onto the mattress? Do I get my child who's now covered and throw mm-hmm. up? Um, or do I clean myself, which, you know, there's always that self-preservation kind of thing. Um, and then I to come up with the... <laughs> <laughs> and also doing a podcast with your child. That is also right, another that's very chal- challenging. Mm-hmm. That's another challenging part of motherhood. So, okay, anyway. What's Caroline wanting to say right now? I don't know. Caroline, do you need to say something? Okay, you say something to the microphone. Um, no, I have to say something to you. Okay, say it to me. Um, when that dark thing comes here, I'm going to push it away like that. Like you just said. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Caroline's offering some IT support over here. She's going to keep the computer out of sleep mode for me. Oh, good. That's nice. Okay. I know. Um, So what what would you say the most challenging part of motherhood is? Well, I think the first thing I just want to add to your whole throw-up discussion is I think the most important thing is that what I find that I do is I back myself away from the throw-up as far as possible while while managing to keep an eye on my child. Like Like it's something gets triggered in me and I back very far away from the throw up and sort of survey it. Um, We'll say funnily enough, it's funnily a word. I guess it is now. Funnily enough, it works for me. Okay. Um, I would have to say the most challenging aspect of motherhood is um, trying to teach a young boy to use scissors. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because yesterday I almost, I mean, if there had been some sort of certification required for motherhood, Mine would have been revoked yesterday afternoon about 4.30. They would have just taken it away from me and and said, you know, good effort, ma'am, but we're sorry you no longer qualify. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you're done. You're done. We're going to, we're going to cut you out of this equation. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. I mean, and I think those are the most challenging things when you're dealing with things you never thought about, like teaching somebody to use scissors, like trying to teach somebody their letters when they're really not interested. Oh, hold on. We've got another visitor. Hold on one second. Oh, good. What, what buddy? Huh? Where's he? Where's he? Daddy. Daddy's in his office. He's resting. No, baby, he's in his office. Okay, will you shut the door, please? Thank you. All right, that was a... No, maybe next week we should just put Alex and Caroline on and let them do a podcast. Maybe we should. They could, what, what was Call it, it a that, day. What was it Caroline told Alex that time on the phone? That she has a lot of toys. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And apparently none of them are really that interesting because instead she'd rather sit here and watch her mother talk on a microphone with headphones mm -hmm. in her ears. Into so. the computer. <laughs> so anyway, and so I think that, um, you know, the bottom line for me is the most challenging thing really is just those little things that you don't think about that you'll have to deal with at some point, like, you know, teaching somebody to tie things or teaching somebody to wield a sharp instrument, you know, in a way that is not destructive or yes. those kinds of things. Yes, I agree. Okay, my so. um, my question comes from Allison at allisonlove.com. Mm -hmm. And okay. she said um, that she listened to the podcast and went to find your blog, and she wondered how we got together to do this podcast thing. Okay, very good question. So would you like to answer it, or do you want me to answer it? Um, well, you can start, and then I'll just add in anything that you're leaving out. Okay, we're developing a system here is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> Well, we're actually, we're not together. I'm in Alabama, and Big Mama is in Texas, and we are talking on the computer. That's right, because that is what technology allows you to do. It just allows you to do all sorts of things. And so we each have a microphone, and we each have headphones on, and we're actually talking on Skype on the Internet and recording it. That's exactly right. And we initially, our common bond was Jackie Sherrill. Yeah, that I guess that's the bigger question. How did we get together? How did we how did we meet how did we, in order that one day we would even want to talk on the computer together? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it all started cuz I found your blog through Sarah at in the midst mm -hmm. and then she had a link to you and so I found you and I thought you were funny and I think the first day I ever read you were talking about your um your BFFs Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my many BFFs. I've really got to commit well, to just one. You do have a lot, mm -hmm. and you really need to kind of think about that mm -hmm. because there's going to be some jealousy issues there between Faith and Mandisa right. and Christy Knox. That, you know, Nicole Norman, get real I know, jealous. I know. They'll get real jealous that, you know, everybody's your BFF. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you were talking about that, and I thought I so relate to that because I once, when Sandra Bullock was making a movie here in San Antonio mm -hmm. called Miss Congeniality, mm -hmm. I once went down to the Alamo and hung out because I felt for sure she would probably spot me in the crowd and know for sure that we were meant to be right. BFFs. Right. So I felt like I could relate to a woman who did, um, who, you know, thought that she had BFFs that were celebrities. And so that was the first part. So I kept reading your blog. And then I found out you're a Mississippi State alum and huge football fan, which I admire in a person. Right. And then that was our shared love of Jackie Sherrill. So we had Jackie Sherrill. Mississippi State and A&M are both land-grant institutions, mm -hmm. and our colors are both maroon and white. Yes. You, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And I think you should also know that when you left that, I remember that first comment you ever left, you said something about Jackie Sherrill, and you threw Chris Tomlin in there. So I had no, oh, that's choice, right. I had no choice but to email you. That's right, because I used to go to a Bible study at A&M called Breakaway, and at that time, before Chris Tomlin was big time, he was the worship leader. I just worshiped with Chris Tomlin every mm -hmm, single week mm -hmm. and had no idea and thought, wow, well, he's kind of talented. Right, he's a little talented. 
Mm-hmm. And remember, because I'm perceptive. Yeah, and you told me too that time that he was actually replacing somebody, and y'all didn't think he would ever live up to that person he was replacing, did you? That's right. It was Trace. It was a guy named Trace, and we were like, "Well, who's this Chris Tomlin guy? I hope he's as good as Trace." Yeah, well, you know, we were all very disillusioned. Mm-hmm. So, turns out, I think Trace is now. I don't know exactly what Trace is doing. He may be an accountant in Dallas. So, I think Chris Tomlin ultimately he lived up to the challenge. Yeah, he did. All right. What's your next question? Mm-hmm. My next question is from Megan with a, from a day with the demos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It may be the demos, demos. I don't know, but demos. Spell it for um, us. And D E M O S. Okay. So demos. Demos. But I know. Um, and Megan, you can correct us if we're wrong. Um, anyway, but Megan asked about the skinny jeans, which is kind of mm. a recurrent theme. And the question was, do we give in or do Mm-mm. we resist? Mm-mm. No, that's. Thank you. Thank you. No. Because let me tell you, Megan, you resist with every fiber in your being. That is what you do. Right. You do not give in to the skinny jeans because they do not look good on these celebrities. And if they don't look good on celebrities, mm. they are not going to look good on you. And I've never even met you, but they don't look good on any kind of a mortal human being. Right. I mean, really, the whole notion that they could look, look good on a, a regular person is really nothing more than a lie straight from the mouth of the devil. That's exactly right. I mean, it is, it is just a lie that, that Satan is using to try to lure you in to someplace you do not want to go. Exactly right. And you'll go quickly down a road of bad self-esteem. Will, I can tell I, you it's that. a slippery slope, too, because you will start off with the skinny jeans, and then there's no telling what what horrible trend you're going to happen upon next, but it just might be one of those plaid, you know, skirt number things we looked at last week in the end style. That's true. You know what I think of when I think of skinny jeans? That's also reminiscent of that era in time when people wore units. Mm, Do you remember mm. the unit that you'd buy all those pieces oh, yes, and they I were am. all like cotton knit? And you'd get different pieces and like one piece could serve as either a belt or a headband mm-hmm. oh, yeah. or a wrap, you know. And so you think you're just you're just not getting far away from that. At or that sometimes point. people would take the belt and they would they would pull it up top and wear it like a strapless shirt and then put some sort of shirt on top of that. Oh, that is unfortunate. And you, or, or you could fold it down and make it look like you had like a peplum on your pants. That's exactly right. Oh, That's right. yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. So, Megan, the, the answer to that is, and you know, interestingly enough, in People Magazine, I was reading this week, and now I'm sorry, with apologies to Gully's dad, who says never quote People Magazine as a news source for anything. Um, and Gully did inform me that now she won't ever even if she's given her dad a piece of information she read from People Magazine, when he says, where did you read that? She always says, I heard it on Fox there News. There you go. So it makes it more reliable. Mm-hmm. So no telling what he's quoting that came from People, but really it was Fox right. News. So anyway, but they talked about the skinny jean, and they said they were talking about different jeans for the fall. One is the trouser jean, mm-hmm. and they said it was perfect for a celebrity who wants to look as if she's not putting forth a lot of effort. Right. Which... You know, now, I guess, what, what you know, a, sure. a trouser jean more than likely have some pleats in the front. Well, these did not have pleats. I'll tell you what they had. They did come up a little bit higher and they had front pockets, you know, like mm. pants do, you know, the angular mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the angular front pockets that I really don't think work on too many people. I, and I, then, I don't know. I know. And the, yeah. And then they went down to a real wide leg with a cuff. Well, and I'm a fan of a wide-legged pant with a cuff, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I just think, especially after you've had a child, you better be real yes. careful about pulling something up real high that, that, that maybe clings a little bit to the stomach area. I because agree. Because if you've still got any sort of flappage where a, uh-huh. a baby used to be, 
it's just going to be, mm-hmm. it's like drawing markers, you know, on your pants, all in that direction, saying, look here. That's <laughs> exactly right. Look here at my Attention. baby's lap. Yes, yeah. I had a baby. And yes, it's been four years ago, but I had a baby. But I had a baby. Light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and they just look slouchy. And I go back to my whole theory of if it doesn't look good on Katherine Heigl or Jessica Alba, it's really, it's not going to look good on no. you. It's just not. No. I mean, that's a safe. That's a safe assumption. And so, but they talked about the skinny jean too. And they said the skinny jean is perfect for the woman who doesn't want to have to worry about what kind of footwear she's going to wear. Now, I don't follow. And I, I know I didn't really follow that either because I thought, well, I guess they're saying because it ends at your ankle that then you're free to put on a nice ballet flat. Mm-hmm, maybe. But I know that's what I'm saying. That does not, I'm thinking that that is not footwear is not a good reason to choose a bad pair of jeans. No. And I, I just, I, I wish I could take out some sort of advertisement or as my, you know, one of my old great aunts would have said, advertisement. I wish I could take out some sort of advertisement so that, uh, and my sister right now is nodding her head going, mm-hmm, they did. Um, but I really do. The ballet flat is not attractive on most people. No, it is not. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. It's not because, and the thing that I don't get about the ballet flat, which there again, maybe this goes back to us living in the South, but I don't know when there's a good time of year to wear it because when the weather's hot, then your foot just sweats Mm -hmm. in that ballet flat. And you know, there's, there could be some foot odor there, which nobody wants to think about that. And then the thing is when it gets cold, you don't really want to wear it because then you've just got your bare foot inside of this flat. Well, and I think too, we have a little bit of baggage about the flat just from really the late 80s and early 90s when, you know, I don't know about you, but I had many, many colors of the Connie flats. Oh, absolutely, I, to match every outfit. Yeah, I had a, a teal green, which was really pretty. I had a hot pink. Um, mm-hmm. I had a bronze. And so it reminds me of, like, those those back when we, we used to wear hose. That's exactly, yeah, that's it. You've got but it you need with hose, now, with like, flats. If you have the option of buying a shoe that's got a nice chunky heel or a cute heel on it that will extend the leg, why wouldn't you go with that? Mm-hmm. Everybody looks better in heels. Mm-hmm. You really do. And it's true. They don't have to be uncomfortable. You can get a, a nice, you know, big flip-flop if you would like, but it just it just looks better. It does. To have a little bit of height, it adds a little bit of height. And, and, and so I, I'm sure we've given Megan all kinds of information she really didn't want. But <laughs> That's exactly. But that's what we it do. It really is. I mean, <laughs> if I could have a mission statement for us, I think it would be, we're the people who will give you all the information you don't want. That's exactly right, and probably none of what you would like. That's right. So, you know, everybody needs a goal. You know, I like to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question from Melissa, who does not have a blog, apparently, and I will refrain okay. from giving her, her email address out here on the, um, on the interweb. But um, she that. says she would like to hear about our favorite things, and she lists several things, but we'll go with, she lists food, color, movie, show, song, etc. Let's just start mm-hmm. with food. I think that's always a good place to start. Okay. All right. You want me to start? Sure. Um, I think for me, my favorite food is probably any kind of Mexican food. I could eat it every single day, and I'm not even lying when I say that. I'm not even exaggerating. And it works out because I live in San Antonio, the home of no less than 852 Mexican mm-hmm. restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I could go to a different one every single day for a good two and a half years and never repeat, which really works out nicely for me. Well, and I'm the same way about Mexican, really. I mean, I could, I I don't know if I could eat it every day, but I could eat it four times a week. I mean, it's my favorite kind of food. Um, I also really like sushi a whole, whole bunch. And um, then, of course, probably my favorite food of all time. Melanie, do you want to guess? 
your favorite of all uh -huh. time? Fried, I don't know. I'm, I'm fried chicken. Uh -huh. You're exactly right. Yep. Yeah, because I was going to say that would be my, if I didn't go with Mexican food, I'd go with like fried chicken, chicken fried steak with mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fried chicken mm -hmm. really, I think, is my favorite food of all time. And, and yeah. fried okra, honestly, is right behind it. I love fried okra. Ooh, I do love fried okra. And Luby's Cafeteria used to have the best fried okra, and they don't anymore, and I'm sad for that. Now, do they do the breaded fried okra, or is it just okra that is has been dredged in cornmeal? No, it was the breaded fried See, okra. I really like it when it's just, the way my mama always cooked it was, she just dredged it in cornmeal and then fried it up in some Crisco. Ooh. Oh, it will set you free. It is some good eating. That sounds good. Now, I will tell you that what I buy here is, I buy it frozen. It's already pre-breaded okra, and it's called Stillwell is the brand. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that? Stillwell uh -uh. frozen okra? Oh, it is so, it's the best fried okra I've ever had. Like, that's not you know, homemade and you just, it's already made. You just pour it in and you fry it up and it's real crispy and ooh, it is good. And it's not too breaded. It's just a little thin, mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of thin, whatever. So, um, anyway, um, okay. So that was food and then we can do one more. Let's do movie. Okay. Favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. You start. I'm waiting I started for last Guffman. Time. Hands down. No question. It's waiting for Guffman. Really? Your favorite movie of I all time? I think it really is my favorite movie of all time. It's the one movie. I mean, there are like, there are classic movies that I'll go back and watch. Like, I love All About mm -hmm. Eve, and I love, you know, I love Broadcast News, and I love um, different things from different decades. But, I mean, in terms of like the one movie that consistently cracks me up over and over and over again, it's Waiting for Guffman. That's true. And I agree. I do love Waiting for Guffman, and I love Best in Show. Mm -hmm. Either one of those I could watch over and over again. Well, uh, I think we bonded over Best in Show, too, didn't we? Yeah, Best in Show, because we did love all those movies. And Waiting for Guffman, I will say one of my favorite parts is when she says that if it doesn't all, if all this doesn't work out, she can just go back to her job at the Dairy at the Queen. DQ. She can go back to the DQ. Mm -hmm. She can go back to the DQ. And really, shouldn't we all hope for that? Well, you know, what would be a delightful podcast is if at one point we just did nothing but sing the songs from, um, from the Waiting for Guffman soundtrack. Oh, that's exactly. We need to do that. We'll plan that. Mm -hmm. Penny for your thoughts and all that. Yeah, put it on your calendar. Okay, so what's your favorite? Well, I don't know, because see, now I'm thinking modern, but if I were to go classic, I have to go with, I love Gone with the Wind. I could watch it over mm -hmm. and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, love Rhett Butler. Mm -hmm. um, I love everything about him. So um, he makes me weak in the knees. So that would be one. And see, now I'm going to say another one because I have to go with it. But my other, and it's not a big screen movie, but it is, it's a miniseries on DVD. So to me, it is very movieish. but it's Lonesome Dove. I adore Lonesome well, Dove. Well, you have to, well, with the Texas thing and all. Well, that's exactly right. And Robert Duvall, uh, he just is Gus McRae. It is, he's just, he's just fabulous. It's my favorite, and I watch it once a year. I've watched the whole thing from start to finish at least once a I year. I have never seen it. Well, we have to remedy that because you would like it. It's very, it's very entertaining. So now the end part gets a little sad, but everything from the beginning to oh, it just cracks me up. So anyway, I love okay, it. Okay, well, I'll have to put that on my list. Okay, you put on your. I'll just send you the DVDs. Okay, even better. Okay, perfect. Okay. So that's it for questions, I guess. Mm -hmm. But we'll take more next week. And we have some, we have actually several more from this week that we didn't get to. So we may pull from those next week, too. Say, so do we want to talk about football? Do we want to talk about the game last night? <sighs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, I, you know, I, I did tell you this earlier that today I was on the phone with Emma Kate and we were talking about the game. We're so distressed about our quarterback situation. And just, we, you know, God love him. I, I, I don't question at all his, his desire. I'm, I mm -hmm. just, I'm not entirely sure if he's got what it takes to be a quarterback in the Southeastern Conference 
right now. I'm not saying he might not in six mm-hmm. games, but just right now, you know. But I, I want him yeah. to do well. But we, we, we both agreed that we were such typical state fans because we talked about the quarterback thing for about two minutes. And then we just really spent a lot of time talking about how pretty the field looked, um, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how well the team conducted themselves, how we didn't have a lot of penalties. We just tried to find the sunshine wherever we could. But, you know, make no mistake about it, it was ugly. That's exactly. Well, and, you know, and I feel your pain because as an Aggie fan, we have those years where, you know, everybody wants to get – you know, we get mad and we talk about how we don't like the new intro that the team's mm-hmm. doing and we don't like, you know, all this stuff. But the problem is we really just don't like the way we're playing, right. you know. And I knew last night as I watched the game, now you're going to hear the Muppets here for a minute because I'm starting it over. Mm-hmm. So just know that that is not our, that's not our new theme music that you're right, hearing right. in the background. Um, but, you know, when I was watching the game last night, I mean, six interceptions, I just have to say, is a little excessive. It's a little excessive. It really is, especially when you're a team who's thrown the interceptions. It, yeah. um, it, it does not necessarily make you feel like you can have a lot of confidence in your passing game for the rest of the season. That's, that's right. It's a little disturbing. So, um, now the Aggies, you know, right now, we don't play until Saturday at 6 at Kyle Field, so I'm feeling pretty optimistic right now because it's, number one, it's Montana State. And I did look up, it's the Montana State Bobcats. Mm, right and, uh, they're Yeah, and they're part of the illustrious Big Sky Conference, which you really hear a you lot do, about. It's you kind do. Of one of, no offense one to the Big Sky Conference fans out there, but, you know, you might want to hire somebody who's a little bit stronger with the PR if you really want to get the word out there about what's going on. Yeah, because I will be honest, when I saw they were part of the Big Sky Conference, my first thought was there is such a thing as the Big mm-hmm. Sky Conference. Right. So, and then, so we play with them this week. So we'll probably, I mean, I would assume, you know, which there again, I've noticed under the reign of Coach Fran, you can't really assume anything. Mm. But I'm assuming we'll probably come out pretty strong against the Montana State Bobcats. Um, Fresno State, yeah, I know. I, I'm going to do that State every time that. you say Montana State Bobcats. I'm going to give okay, it my well, rainer that, sound, Okay. <laughs> And that sounds really like a bobcat, frighteningly tough. Well, all the times on the mountainside, when I've run across a bobcat, that's usually the sound that they make. You know, I like to do a lot of hiking. Exactly. I really do. I enjoy nature so much, and I just like to hike and pet the bobcats and talk to the lions and things. Rare. Well, you know, here in our house, we have actually a little bobcat rug that Perry made for Caroline, and it's a treasure. Mm-hmm. It is it is a treasure, and I'm not even going to tell no, you I where it is right now. this bobcat rug. <laughs> it is, well, I'll tell you that we actually, I'm just ashamed to admit this. I can't believe I'm just, here it goes. I'm just I'm throwing myself out there. We actually have two bobcat rugs. <laughs> we have... We have one that Perry had made from a bobcat he shot. Is the um, head attached to it? Oh, yes, ma'am. No way. Is, it's hideous. I'm no, telling there's a head on, it's like, you could, oh, my land's alive. It looks like, you remember those old movies and the women would wear those fox wraps and it would have the fox head? Carol you know how it looks? Either one, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it does have the bobcat head. So that was we've we have we've had that one for years, and um and we used to have it draped over part of our furniture in the living room, except for when company came over. At which point I would stuff it behind some pillows so nobody sees it. I just it. don't know that that to me an open <laughs> mouth with fangs bared would scream welcome. <laughs> it really doesn't. I can assure you, and it still has the claws and its little pads and its paws. God it's still got the claws. It. 
I know, I know. So we've we've had that one. Well, Caroline became so enamored of that bobcat, and Perry got worried she was going to scratch herself on the claws. So he had another one made for her. It, it, just, it doesn't have teeth or claws. A toothless bobcat rug. <laughs> that is really that's going to be in all the magazines now. A toothless bobcat rug. <laughs> It really will. It'll probably be in the Pottery Barn catalog. That's a treasure. Because it's classy. I'm telling you, it is classy. And for those people who are now wondering, I promise that our house is decorated somewhat sophisticated. It's We don't really have a lot of, you know, we do have some deer on the wall now that I'm looking about it. And we do have a stuffed duck on our fireplace well, mantle. Sure. That's just normal. But, but the bobcat's the only thing that still has its teeth and its claws. That is, I just think that, if there's ever a friend who's having a baby where you could get away with it, you really need to have them a toothless, clawless bobcat rug made for the little one. Exactly. It's like a lovey. And Caroline does. I mean, for a long time, she would carry hers around. I mean, she would just carry it around with her and it just dragged this now, dead heart. Did, did it not bother you a little to see your child snuggled up next to a dead animal? Oh, yes, but thats I think that's just part of my life. Right. There's nothing I can do about it. We're in South Texas. There's just nothing I can do about it. So, But right now, both bobcats, I have i have confiscated them from the premises, and they're in a, they're in a location that I'm not even going to disclose in case my husband decides to listen to this podcast, which, who are we kidding? He tuned out somewhere around trouser jeans. Right, right. Well, I think that you need to pull them out in, in for, the, for the game this weekend because they'll feel right at home. That's true, the bobcats. But they'll probably, they won't yell for the Aggies, so then again, you may not want to bring them out at all, because you know they'll yell for Montana exactly. State. Oh, absolutely, especially because we've just got them laying here with one of them, the toothless one, you know, he's bitter. Yeah, oh yeah, and they're, and plus they're related, you know, really, they're, they're family. Uh-huh. Yep, all the bobcats, so. Oh, my lungs. Um, okay, so for the people who don't like football at all, I guess we should yeah, turn it back to lip gloss. Did you go buy the CoverGirl Lip I did slicks? buy the CoverGirl Lip Slicks, and I enjoy it very much. Oh, now, good. I didn't get the um, I didn't get the daring because I thought it was a little dark for me. I got the demure, which okay. is probably and? more fitting with my personality. You know, I'm very demure. You are very demure. I, um, that's a hard word to say, but anyway, I got it and I like it a whole lot. It's just a little bit of color, but it's just enough color. Like if you're just, you know, you you need something on your face because you're about to run out the house, but you don't really want to put all your makeup mm-hmm. on. Um, I like it a lot. And then I also got, because my friend Merritt had recommended the Burt's Bees, um, I think it's called Lip Shimmers or something like that. And they have, they're not a lip plumper because I can't abide by the lip plumpers because I just pretty much want to get cold water and throw it on my face repeatedly over a span of about an hour if I use a lip plumper. But the lip, yeah, they do. do. But the lip shimmer, um, just tingles just a little bit like Carmex or something. But I got the wrong color, so I've got to get a different color. But I very much like the CoverGirl Lip Shimmer, very much. Okay, yeah, I'm. I like the Burt's Bees. I've bought that before in like a wine color, and I think I've lost them. I've lost multiple Burt's mm-hmm. Bees. I tend to lose lip glosses a lot, which not so much lose as I think I may have a four-year-old kleptomaniac who takes them out right. of my purse and they disappear in the playroom, and I never mm-hmm. see them again. Um, but I like the Burt's Bees, especially in the winter time when your lips tend to be kind of chapped. Right. The price, to me, is the best part because I just don't really want to pay $20 for a tube of lipstick that is going to end up in right. a Right. Well, I mean, those little, that lip slicks thing that I got, the CoverGirl, that was, three, I think, 348 That's exactly right. I just realized, and I say that's exactly right a lot. Oh, I do, too. And I um, think, mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm, just like Martha. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Mm, hey, by the way, I haven't uh, told you this either. Martha called the other night. This was Wednesday night. Yeah. And I haven't written on the blog about how Alex had the, the worst ear infection that I've ever heard of in my life that resulted in pretty much him just screaming and saying, ow, 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 for about 12 uh, hours straight. Um, but Martha called while Alex was sitting on the couch with me going, ow, ow, ow. And I was trying to distract him with a movie, you know, trying to, to pat on him and stuff. And Martha called and I said, well, you know, Alex is actually, he's sick. And, um, so we're just kind of sitting. She said, well, I know you don't have, but just a second, you don't have, but just a second. But now let me just tell you one thing. Let me just tell you one thing real quick. <laughs> Does Martha ever tell you just um, one thing? Um, no. So she said, let me just tell you one thing. Now, my friend Joyce, my friend Joyce goes to New York a lot. She goes a lot. She goes a lot to New York. And so she's written down several <laughs> hotels where we might want to stay. And I said, okay, well, um, she said, now, can David get the email? And I said, you know, he can. He can, he can get email. And she said, well, I'm going to get Scott. That's David's brother. I'm going to get Scott to send this to, to David. I mean, she's just got, she's got lots of places. She's got places where you could go eat. She's got places where you could go to the show. She's got places where you could go eat cake, places where you could go get coffee. I mean, she's just got all kinds of things. And I mean, I know we can't afford all of them, but, but we, you know, we could do some of those things. I think that would be fun. Meanwhile, Alex is ow, 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 <laughs> mama, will you take care of me? Ow. And Martha's going on and on about where we can get cake and coffee in New York. So, well, exactly, because that's the most important well, thing. it is, you know. And so finally mm -hmm. I said, you know what, Martha, I may have to talk about this another time um, when Alex is feeling a little bit better. So she mm -hmm. called back last night. Well, oh, she did? So did y'all talk about it no, last night? No, uh-uh. No, I, was, I was, had Alex in the tub, and so David talked to her. And really, you can't get real far with him if you want to have a conversation about where to have cake and coffee. And did I tell you also that I had a revelation about what Hillary needs to do with her hair? Oh, no. Please I share. I had a revelation. I think she needs to cut it up in the back. Like, she needs to cut it mm -hmm. off her neck in the back. And get rid of get the mullet. Get rid of the mullet. And then she needs to let it grow out to one length in the front. Or, mm -hmm. or maybe to sort of longer layers in the front. And let it frame yeah. her face. True. But I think, you know, I think here's the thing with Hillary. This is where she really goes wrong. Well, I'm, I won't go into well, that. Of course, we're talking. She really goes mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. We're talking purely, purely fashion, fashion here. But here's, here's the, the big problem is I think that she wants to convey that she's, that she's way too serious and has way too many important things going on to really be concerned about fashion. Right. But I'm going to tell you that Jackie Kennedy, Kennedy Onassis, mm -hmm showed what you can do, what one woman can do to win over a nation exactly right. by fashion alone. The pillbox hat, the cute little mm -hmm. suits, the great evening gowns. And I know she was the first lady, but I'm just saying don't underestimate the power of persuasion in the American female voting public if you look cute and have some right, good the hair. the power of a good outfit, you know? While we're talking about to kind of wrap up this podcast, well, I don't know if it's going to wrap it up. It might get us off on a whole other thing, but what did Emma Kate, tell me what your people thought about the podcast. Emma Kate um, was surprised. She actually said she was, she thought it was almost weird because I sounded normal. And I said, well, what did you expect I was going to sound like? And she said, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I just was surprised you sounded so normal. So when I talked to my friend Daphne, she said that what she thinks Emma Kate meant was that they were all a little afraid that I would get on some sort of microphone and try to cultivate some sort of accent. Like, I mean, not that I don't have an accent, <laughs> but that I would try to sound like I was on the news or something. You... Okay, like maybe how Madonna, when she moved yes. to England, started speaking with a British yes, accent. Yes, exactly, that I would somehow start mm -hmm. saying all my Gs and start saying guys instead of y'all, you know. 
Yeah, hey, you guys, yes, I hear you. Well, it's kind of like, because that happens, because you think Matt Lauer, you know, Gully's big thing was that when Matt Lauer interviewed the princes, that he uh, that he said he talked about, he asked them if they hung out with their mates exactly. at the pub. And she said, when does Matt Lauer ever talk about mates in the pub? He's from mm-hmm. New York, mm-hmm. you know. And so it seemed a little false. Yes, it did. And so I think that that was maybe their concern was that because, because Daphne's comment was that I'm very outgoing, but I'm not necessarily a peppy person. And she was scared I was going to try to do Peppy on the podcast and be like, hey, everybody, you know, this is the Big Boo cast, and I'm Boo Mama, and this is my friend Big Mama, uh-huh. and we are excited to be here. about the podcast. And I think uh-huh. they were really, Get frankly, up. just very relieved that that was not what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that Perry came in when I was listening to it, just kind of hadn't listened to it all the way through because, you know, you were the one that edited it. So I was listening to it at one point, and he said, well, you just sound like mm-hmm. yourself. And I was like, oh, I do. So I guess there was maybe some fear all the way around that we were going to, I don't know, maybe get some accents and try to be real fancy and sophisticated. So I think we alleviated those fears. I think we did. Because we were neither fancy nor sophisticated. Exactly. Um, and then Gully really liked the podcast. Now, she is all after it. She wants us to, have, you know, she's very into the theme music we pick. She wants it to be very good. She's very concerned about that. And she kept wanting us to get some kind of, you know, high-profile music. And I had to explain to her that we probably would have to pay for the rights to use that music. And that becomes kind right, of an but, issue. Because um, really doing a podcast from jail probably wouldn't be quite as fun. <laughs> it wouldn't be as much fun for anybody concerned. And, you know, I think that budget-wise, it would not really work out. Neither of our husbands would probably be okay with us not buying groceries so we could have some cool theme right, music right, yeah. by well-known Because we stock spent $10,000 on, on a clip from Joss Stone, like Gully wants us to do. And then the other thing, the Gully's other comment was, one of our other friends was in town this weekend, Jennifer, and she asked Gully, she said, well, how do you feel about, she said, like, do you want, would you want your own blog? Like, how do you feel about just being, you're kind of like Big Mama's sidekick. Like, how do you feel? And this was Gully's exact quote. She said, I'm totally okay with being the Richard Bimbora <laughs> of the blog world. I'm not even kidding you. So that makes me the John Bon Jovi. Which I only wish my hair well, was, was that say, good. I was going to say, I mean, there's a, there are a lot worse things in life than being John Bon Jovi. Well, that's because the truth. You could, you, I mean, that is the truth. you can get some jail to do some things if you were John Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm, that's true. And I could write some really cool theme <laughs> yes, music. Yes, you could. Absolutely. All right, well, I guess until next uh, week, we're going to um, wrap her up. Feel free to leave us some more potential topics, questions. Yeah, and also, anything else you'd like us yeah, to Yeah, and be sure to, to listen after, after the end because we're going to have a little bit of a blooper from yesterday that I'm going to tack on. Perfect. I love that. We already have a well, bloopers we're, feature. You know, we're very advanced. We are. We are. Y'all have a good week. Bye. Michael Sophie's working on the computer. He's like, where's Alex? I'm like, I don't know where David is. Like, That's Caroline is. What, what, what do you not understand about running this media empire? You know, I'll have to have some yeah. sort of marker. Okay, well, I just kind of sit and then kind of hold my microphone. Well, that's what I'm doing right now, like I'm a game show host. Uh-huh, that's exactly what I'm doing. On I'm a doing. really cheap game show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. ...a little bit that we thought that would be kind of fun in theory. And then since... Uh... <laughs> oh, goodness. I think we may have been... <laughs> I think maybe we should give up. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
<laughs> oh goodness. Oh, it is very professional though. I feel like we've. Are you there? <laughs> that she brought in and dropped right in front of me. <laughs> I can't even get air. <coughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm talking about some professional <laughs> audio entertainment. <laughs>